0: Hi, everybody. I'm John.
1: Hi, guys. I'm Ruth.
0: Oh, Ruth, can you share what your Chinese name is?
1: Oh, sure. My Chinese name is Agua. guo Actually, people usually call me guo-guo as an endearment.
0: What does guo-guo mean?
1: Guo-guo is a double call for apple.
0: They are calling you teacher, Ms. Apple. Apple. So Ruth is, uh, as many of you know now, is my co-host. But I think it's a great idea if we know more about Ruth. So today, instead of interviewing some other Chinese, we're going to introduce and interview Ruth.
1: Okay. I feel honored. Sure, I'm mean, kind of nervous because I seldom talk about myself.
0: So Ruth, uh, when did you, st- where did you start teaching?
1: I started teaching about twenty years ago when I uh, graduated from college.
0: Where did you go to college?
1: I went to a famous uh, normal university in southern China. And after teaching for a couple of years, I actually went back to the university to get my master degree.
0: What university did you start teaching?
1: It was uh, called the High Beam Campus of Ocean University. So I started to teach as an English teacher. And the amazing thing was that the English major was the very first major and the new major for that school. So I, for the first year as a teacher, I uh, started to set up programs and I chose the English uh, teaching materials for my students and my students were kind of excited about this new major, so it was a good opportunity for me to choose my teaching way and Uh, to teach my uh, teaching style and also to do anything I wanted. It was quite unforgettable and I was so blessed to have uh, a class of about 60 students who actually became my good friends afterwards and until today, after 20 years, they still remembered me and we are uh, in good contact.
0: So you said that you you were one of the ones to start the program, so you got to choose your own textbook. Yes,
1: yes, Because like exactly. in
0: Chunjin, we have to use the textbook we're given.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I always like teaching the students something practical. So I use mm-hmm. lots of materials from outside the textbook. Mm-hmm. And I chose materials from... Uh, whatever I can get from my foreign friends and my students just love the free style teaching and that's why we can make friends with each other after class and I remember uh, during that time there was a huge typhoon maybe in America you guys call hurricane yeah and it was uh, so big so this disasters and the students were so scared I was bold at that time I couldn't believe how come I was so bold I just like uh, like a chicken mother mother chicken <laughs> to protect them and 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 even afterwards uh, a couple students were sent to the hospital and I accompanied them and we had a very wonderful time together even the typhoon was damaging.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a lot of responsibility for a new teacher, right? You were you were new to teaching, and yeah. you got to to you got full control over a whole program.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how did that
0: make you feel to be so young but have so much responsibility?
1: Yeah, I, at first I just did not know I could do that. I kind I was kind of nervous, and uh, but. I was so blessed. Actually, I was a Christian even at that time, and I prayed and and I uh, had lots of guts and I just uh, did uh, whatever uh, I felt like doing. And it turned out well, and actually my class was awarded as the, the excellent uh, provincial class. And I also got the title of the uh, distinguished Provincial teacher.
0: It's quite the honor for someone so young.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like the golden time for me. Mm-hmm. I stayed in that school for five years, and and actually, my good friend Becky now is staying in the same school, and he she graduated from the school.
0: Last week, you introduced that uh, you were teaching in Lingnan. <laughs> so, how long have you been at your current university?
1: Um, I've been here in Ling Lian, Normal University for about 15 years, but uh, during this period, I actually left school a couple of years, uh, being, as, being the visiting scholar to other schools and other countries. You know? Oh,
0: how, yeah. many, how <laughs> many countries have you visited as a visiting scholar?
1: Uh, two countries, one is Britain. The other is America.
0: Oh, wow, you've been to America?
1: Yeah.
0: Even I didn't know that. What was that like, and how did you get oh. that opportunity?
1: <laughs> so, you know, America is definitely a beautiful country. You know, in Chinese, we call America, 美国 means beautiful country. And I love this country because people there are so friendly and so nice, and uh, gracious, and I had lots of wonderful experiences, uh, by, um, spending time with people.
0: Where did you get to teach in America as a visiting scholar?
1: I actually did not teach. I oh, okay. I went there, do? uh, mainly doing some, uh, class observation, and also, did some co work with the professors there. I also attended lots of cultural activities, um, and I could have a time of doing some research while their library and the data basis.
0: Where, where all did you get to visit while you were there in America?
1: Uh, basically, I stayed in Dallas for a couple of months, and then. Uh, Before I left the States, I visited other cities like uh, Santa Fe, like uh, uh, Washington, D.C., New York, uh, Los Angeles, and so on.
0: All right. And then how how many months were you there?
1: Uh, About three months.
0: All right. And then what about, you said you were in Britain.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Back to... 2005
0: oh. long long ago
1: uh, it was also beautiful memory mm, that was the first time for me to be in Europe you know um, I I like Britain but I did not like the food there <laughs> uh, yeah. neither the climate
0: oh yeah the climate can be very cold huh
1: yeah. And it rained and rained all day long. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: I yeah. know. Kind of where where did you go, where did you go in in uh, Britain? The UK, um, United Kingdom, where did you go there?
1: Uh, I mainly stayed in Staffordshire. Um, we had a kind of a teaching program there and uh, besides the work there I also visited some other places like uh, Scotland, uh, like, um, um, oh, it was long ago, where was it, Uh, southern part of Britain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And now we want to take some time to introduce some new Chinese to all of you. Here is our Chinese corner. A couple of phrases that you can use when you're shopping or for transactions. So Ruth, what mm-hmm. is uh, maybe the first phrase we can talk about?
1: When you go shopping, you have to remember in China, you got to make a bargain. Um you will be rid of if you don't make a bargain. Uh, the first very survival Chinese is 太贵了. It means too expensive.
0: So, yeah.
1: 太贵了 You just keep saying this 太贵了。Oh, Tai You
0: say it until they understand that yeah. you don't want to pay that price.
1: Yeah, so that um, uh, the owner really understand you don't have enough money you cannot afford it and they have to give you the normal price. And the second Useful phrase for shopping is that this is not that good, right? You just try to point out different defects of the uh, products or the goods, and
0: uh, that'll help you negotiate when yeah. you point out everything yeah, exactly. that's wrong.
1: Exactly, you must be a good negotiator.
0: It's very essential to survive in like a marketplace.
1: Yeah. So to make it short, you say "jia" uh, means "this", 不好, not good, "this" not good, "jia" and then you shrug, you wave your head, you shake your head.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you uh, maybe maybe you walk away a little yeah, and then exactly. you start shouting the lower voice.
1: Yeah, 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 you you have to pretend to like uh, yeah to walk walk away even you love that stuff to death. And you really need to cut the price at least into half. And little by little you can finally get the ideal price.
0: Right. So the essential phrase to start with is taiguera.
1: Exactly. And oh. then uh the second one would be 这个不好 Buhao. <laughs> Well that means I don't want it.
0: Right, so so yeah.
1: uh,
0: go huh.
1: And then you pretend to walk away.
0: Right. Uh, and then you pretend and then start shouting lower numbers. Yeah. Oh, speaking of numbers, maybe we can teach everyone how to count to ten.
1: Exactly. That's uh, important,
0: right? When you're so you negotiating know how to
1: count John? Yeah. E. Yeah.
0: R. Mm-hmm. Th- 四, 五, 六, 七, 八, 九,
1: Wonderful. Can you do it? <laughs> sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> can you can you hear the difference between my counting and John's counting? Oh,
0: probably. <laughs> um. Oh. And counting is still very easy after 10, right? Shiri, Shir, R, Shir, San. So it's 10, 1, 10, 2, 10, 3, right? Shiri, Shir, R, Shir, San. Shir, Si, Shir, Wu, Shir, Liu, Shir, Qi, Shir, Ba, Shir, Zhou. And R, yeah. Shir,
1: is, is 20. So Chinese counting uh is special because it's it that. Uh, uh like the whole unit uh like 1 yeah. to 10's unit and then uh, 11, 11 to 20 is
0: 20 another 20, unit unit yeah right so, so every 10 you add a number before it so sure is 10 then yeah. arsher is 20 sansher mm-hmm. is 30
1: wow <laughs> i hope it's not that complicated oh yeah
0: we're already good 30 it's-
1: yeah yeah and when you count, you have to pay attention to the tones. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the intonation is so important in yeah, speaking Chinese. especially
0: four, right? Four tones. No, the four, the f- four. number four.
1: Yeah. Right, because
0: si. what can it also mean?
1: Uh, it can also mean death.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So the- if you don't pronounce right, people do you curse? I'm a dead person. <laughs>
0: What is the tone for four, and what is the tone for death? Can you say both words?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, 四 is four. 死 is death.
0: So, 四 is the fourth tone, is yeah. four. Yeah. And then, 死, the third tone, is death.
1: Yeah. So, uh, if you want, like, four apples, uh, you say, I want four. In Chinese, we say, <laughs> 我要死。我要死。but if you don't tell the tone right, it means, that means I want to die. <laughs> yeah. So, <Don't>, <laughs> tone really makes huge difference. So,
0: <laughs> so uh, I imagine uh, negotiating, mm-hmm. right, with a person, and then you're like, no, I want 30, and he says, no, 50, and then right. you say, I want, to die. <laughs> I want
1: to die. Yeah, and then maybe the owner was like, "Oh, come on, please don't die. Come back, come back. I will give you the cheap price."
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think threatening to die will get you the cheaper price. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's also maybe one of the reasons why four is not on a lot of elevators.
1: Yes, and actually, it become becomes a tattoo in Chinese market taboo. Actually, yeah. four becomes, uh, t- sorry, the number four in Chinese becomes a uh, taboo because it easily uh, can be mispronounced as death.
0: So oftentimes in negotiation, you try to avoid the number four, mm-hmm. like 44. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you try to um, avoid those connotations. So if someone says, like, 53 mm-hmm. or you say they say 55 and you mm-hmm. say 53 yeah right yeah. and then it becomes no 55 no 53 Like yeah. right? there's a avoiding 54. avoiding
1: 54 any number related with four yeah. will be avoided like for elevators we don't have number four
0: yeah <laughs> you have what three we have like three a yeah three a instead of right?
1: four and then five.
0: Yeah, those are some great lessons, so we learned how to count up Mm -hmm. to 20, and we learned uh, some basic bartering to get them started if they ever wanted to come to China and buy some souvenir.
1: Yeah, and also you know the Chinese superstition, number four is unlucky number.
0: Yes, because number four sounds like
1: death. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Shifting gears a little bit, let's talk about kind of current day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you're in Lebanon, you're no longer in the Ocean University. You can share with us one of your favorite moments being here.
1: So the most unforgettable uh, moment actually is about, hand, uh, it's about hanging around with the students. Uh, you know, staying on the same campus for a long time might feel bored. <laughs> so I like taking my students out of class to different places like to the orphanage, hiking, cycling, uh, just many crazy things together. Uh, the most unforgettable thing is once I took my students to the orphanage and we uh, blow lots of gifts, with us and we sang songs, we played games for the kids. We had a wonderful time together. The students just love such moments and they realize how lovely the kids are and how blessed they are for spending time with their kids. Oh, John, actually I really want to talk about one adventure in Alaska. Oh, Alaska. What can I compare you, thee? Compare you, thee to? I would say, you are my love, because <laughs> I asked her. Maybe it would be the last uh, state, even for American people, because of the splendors scenery there. And when I stood on the mountains, when I uh, came a- close to a stream. When I uh, sat in the helicopter, over viewing all those splendid glaciers and the oceans and the mountains, I just could not believe how wonderful, how magnificent the world is. And I realized all this doesn't come from nothing. There must be a great creator.
0: So Alaska has a lot of natural beauty,
1: Mm. it sounds
0: like. I've never been to Alaska, but Mm. you make it sound so wonderful.
1: Exactly. Uh, And you can do many different stuff in Alaska. You can do hiking, cycling. You can do uh, canoeing, right? You can Mm. uh, do, like, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, Just doing ATV.
0: ATV. Yeah, just okay. driving
1: the the four wheel. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we are Yeah, you got it. And running all over those uh, uh, those stuff places. <laughs>
0: There's many things that you can. It sounds like you can do in okay. Alaska.
1: Yeah. Oh, John, <laughs> I forget to talk about another unforgettable experience with my students. Yeah,
0: sure. What is it?
1: Yeah, you know, as I give courses called intercultural communication. I really love my students to have such experience of intercultural communication. So I invite my friends, uh, mainly from abroad, like from America, from Britain and other countries, to my class and uh, to have intercultural communication. So my students uh, were so excited about talking with foreigners. As you know, Chinese students are very shy and to make themselves understood they need lots of body languages and and they, they share with the foreign visitors about uh, the chinese culture about the food about the uh, uh, fun places and about what to do in china and once you know um we have a we had a christmas party actually with both chinese and mm-hmm. uh, americans british japanese koreans all different people involved and then uh, we had different programs like singing, dancing, playing drama, uh, doing games in different languages and it was just so fun and students really enjoy uh, this party and also they got to know about American culture and how people celebrated Christmas and the foreign friends uh, also love to see the chinese culture like chi pao show <laughs> and also kung fu show um so i i really want to do this again for my students maybe next time when you guys my dear american friends uh when you come to china for a visit
0: yeah i'm sure that when they come for a visit there will be many things that we can show them mm-hmm. Alright guys, that has been our second podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening to us. I'm John.
1: And I'm Ruth, aka Miss Apple.
0: Alright, see you guys next week.
1: Bye Jen. See you again next week.